It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Big outs! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, hand off to win. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones Drug Tuesday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. The list of games on Thursday and Friday night in high school football that's being moved back is growing by the hour. We'll get you updated with some of those outside of the Elk City and Altus game that's been moved back on Friday night to 8 o'clock start because of the excessive heat or some others. Uh, from around the area that are on that list as well. So we'll get you an updated list at the end of the show on how many and who all uh, will be moved back just a little bit on Friday night to get their high school football season started. Got some NFL today. It looks like Jonathan Taylor, is his time is nearing the end with the Colts if somebody will go ahead and trade for him. We've seen the running back market be so light so my question is this, the the group of teams that it seems like could use him are that group of teams that seem like there may be one guy away from winning it all. Are they willing to just kind of rent him for a year knowing they're not going to pay him what he wants and let him walk? It is, is it worth for Philly, maybe Kansas City, Buffalo? Is it worth it for those teams to rent him for a year win a ring, and then let him walk and go get paid somewhere else. Uh, Stephon Diggs, speaking, speaking of Buffalo, Stephen A. saying he wants out. Is that is there smoke there? Is that just, I mean, and if so, where does he, where could he end up? Who could have the money to, to sign him? I would pump the brakes on that. Yeah, I don't, he's already responded. He's responded, but you know what? We've seen it in the past. Respond, people respond, and the next thing you know, they're out. Yeah. And then also, I want you to give me, you, Jared, and the listeners, give me four teams in the league that didn't make the playoffs a year ago that will this year. Four teams that missed out on the playoffs one year ago that will be there when the dust settles in January this year. Uh, and then we'll talk some baseball off the, off the top. The AL West all of a sudden has tightened. NL Central has tightened. NL Central all of a sudden looks like they might be able to get multiple wildcard teams when it it looked like for sure the only team making the playoffs was going to be that division winner just about a month ago when we looked at this. Now all of a sudden, everybody those three teams have played a little bit better, that being Milwaukee, Chicago, and, and the Reds. And it looks like it's not out of the realm of possibility that three of those teams could make it. Uh, well, that's Jared What's going on with his Rangers? Who's he more afraid of down the stretch? The Houston Astros or the Seattle Mariners? And then the Yanks. Have you seen some of these stats for the Yankees? Just from a historical perspective, they haven't been this bad in a long yeah. time. No, it's bad. Whose fault is it? We can talk about that 
as well. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. It's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things, whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime right in at 225-9698 going to be outside the listening area you can stay in touch with the show log on to kadsam.com download the app the app's got it all it's got radio it's got the penny news brand new edition of that penny news we'll be hitting the website tonight at midnight at thepennynews.com also big elk and paragon tv on the air friday night going to be a lot of fun there and then of course the skinny on sports podcast available anywhere podcast drop how are you today, Jared? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am ready for next week. Next week? You're not you just want to blow on by this week? What's, what's yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for this week to be over with. Really? Yes. I'm excited about it's Friday. So hot. Well, yeah, I'm ready for the heat to go away. Sure. You know, it's good, here. We're living with. You it. know, how good. Ninety-one is going to feel. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing cool about last night at all. When the sun went down, I was like, ah, well, it's still warm out. Dare I say a little buggy, too. No, I'm ready for the cooler weather, for sure. Ready for that football weather. I'm ready for the uh, mosquitoes to die. I can barely sit here and do the show, scratching the top Uh, of my foot. Yeah, yeah, those mosquitoes and gnats, they show up right about dusk. They kind of show up. That's when we're out there, kind of, because that's when it's tolerable enough to go outside and do some things, you know, water the plants, stuff like that, and then they start eating you alive. No fun. No fun. Yeah, question on the uh, the scrimmage tonight, so the middle school scrimmage. Oh, there's a middle school scrimmage. There is. 7th and 8th grade, Mangum and Burns Flat coming here, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock for that scrimmage. Cool. Okay. 7th and 8th grade, Mangum, Burns Flat, and Elk City. Right here in at Big Elk Stadium? On the practice field, Big Elk Stadium, surely. Yeah, I'm sure to be. Yeah. High school will be practicing. I'm sure to be right there on the stadium. Get a new, get a first look at the grass. Yeah. Yeah, we were walking on it the other day, the media day. It's mm-hmm. been mowed a little bit differently. Kind of some new um, equipment being used on the. Correct. On the uh, natural turf. The lone remaining. Is that right? Lone one remaining in 4A1? Chickasha. Did, didn't you say they just they, got turf? They just switched over the turf, so. They'll have turf. Of course, Clinton does. Weatherford does. Woodward's. Woodward didn't have turf, did they? Woodward does not. Yeah, they had grass last year. Unless something's changed. But, let us think about this. Now, we just fig- we figured out out this is still natural. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Canadian is. No. They're turf. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thinking of all the places we go. Where will we be going to? Clinton turf, Chickasha turf, turf, John Chickasha. Marshall turf. John Marshall's turf? Mm-hmm. Do they, they play at Taft? I'm sure they do. It's all swinging that way. I like being the holdouts. <laughs> well, in this weather, yeah. Turf is hot. I like being the holdouts. You know, you can kind of dictate a little bit maybe how fast the game is played. Got somebody coming in here with nothing but burners. Maybe grow that grass up a little bit, a la Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. OU was going to be there. USC was going to be there. A little shaggy, wasn't it? Yeah. A little noticeably shaggy when the good teams came to town. The fast ones, anyway. Yeah, the fast ones. We were supposed to be in a tournament, softball tournament, here in town this weekend. It didn't make, so it got canceled. And all of us parents were kind of like, Oh, darn. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Boy, so, I, I hate that. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, we're going to – but we are going to scrimmage Thursday, but it'll be at home, so it'll be on the grass. Now, this heat's no fun and dangerous. Glad, yeah, so you mentioned there are a lot of other teams that have pushed back their times. Do you have a list? I'll have or? to look that – yeah, I've got yeah. – I have a resource for a list. I know Elk City's one of those, Clinton – and at Kingfisher is another one. Yeah. And there's some from I've seen around the state. More and more. Mm-hmm. It's just smart. Very smart. It's Friday night. No one's got anywhere to be. Well the next day. It it'll help, but like you said, it's still a hundred and something yeah. at eight o'clock until the sun goes all the way down. When it gets behind but at least the you got press another hour. box, it, it 
it at least drop. It was so funny the other day, a couple of days ago when we were practicing, it was over 100 and we started. And then once it got below 100 and I looked to see what temperature was on my phone, it said like 98. And I thought, man, this is amazing how much a difference between 102 feels compared to 98, right? So, but yeah, I mean, by 8 o'clock, I mean, we would hope. I don't know we can compare it, what the hourlies look like, but it has to help. It has to help. Or we could play early Saturday morning. I don't think that helped. <laughs> Where is that weather at? All right, you're trying to delay the inevitable here, Jared. Oh, the Rangers are done. We're going so to have to talk about. We're going to have to talk about what's going on in baseball. As these pennant chases really start to heat up. Everyone's in about that hundred and. 25-ish games, which means there's a little bit less than 40 left on everybody's schedule. And a couple of races have definitely tightened. One of them is the AL West. It seems like that's been kind of a four or five game lead in the loss column for most of the season, really, since the anywhere past the All-Star break. It's tightened down to two with not only Houston, but also Seattle, who has been the hottest team in baseball. It feels like um, over the last, what, month or so as they've come roaring back into contention. Texas still with that two-game lead in the loss column over both Houston and Seattle. And then you look down in the NL Central, that's really the only other, what I would say, pennant race right now. Maybe a chance that the AL East could tighten or the AL Central, but right now uh, a two-game lead for the Milwaukee over Chicago in the loss column. And then the Reds are another couple of games back from there, four behind the Brewers in the loss column. So uh, it looks like there's two pennant chases materializing, in one in each league, and we'll see if if the AL East or the AL Central uh, can end up being a third. Well, let's start with the West. Last night, Texas gets an unbelievable performance from Montgomery, eight innings of shutout ball, and then uh, Aroldis Chapman gives it up in the ninth with a solo home run to tie it. Texas loses their fifth straight 4-3 in extra innings to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Is it just kind of it's the first time they've lost five in a row all season long? What is just one of those things where eventually this you kind of go through a little bit of this, or is there something a little bit more concerning kind of, in your mind? It kind of has that it's you know, you can inject that it's that's baseball excuse you know that's baseball it happens it's happening now at the worst time for texas and sometimes it's just you know a year ago this team was horrible i kind of think the josh young injury might be catching up with them because the bats you know hitting's infectious and if you can't get one you know can't get anything going um it, it it's hard to get going once until that happens and you can't have bullpen work like that. It, it, I thought the bullpen stuff was answered or was uh, fixed, but maybe not. I mean, to see that off of Chapman, who who can bring it like 100-plus every time he steps out of the bullpen as a setup man or a closer, that was kind of shocking. And then the bats fell. I mean, just, back to my point, the bats just going cold. So a little concerning. I, I'm, I'm chalking it up that, yeah, it's, it's, it's baseball. Every team goes through these lulls. Hopefully this is quick and and they get out of it. I trust. I trust. I think they got the manager to get him out of it because he's been in so many of these experiences, uh, Bochi. Um, so we'll we'll have to see what happens. And, and it helps when Houston, you know, they're you know having troubles with. And then there's Seattle who's coming up hot. Um, I mean, it's gonna, like I said yesterday or day before, it's going to be uh, a mad dash this final what month and a week, five weeks or whatever. Uh, for the particularly the AL West, I know we're going to talk about what at the NL Central, but I mean those three teams right there, it's going to be incredible for me to to incredibly fun for me to watch what happens here because the pitching, the starting pitching for all three teams are, is really solid. You know Scherzer's good, and you mentioned Montgomery, he's good. I just don't think the bats are going to stay cold forever. I don't. I think when you and you see this again and. and lot in baseball when if they can okay fine they snap this little losing skid and they get a win like oh that's how we do it and then they hopefully will get rolling but it's baseball 
But they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. The bullpen's got to figure it out. They got to help him out. Because if you, I mean, listen, it's nice to win games, you know, 12 to 5 or, or 6 to 1. But if you can't win the one run games, listen, look at playoff. Look at the history of the playoffs. There are a lot of one run games, a lot of low scoring games because they're really good teams that have really, really good pitching. So your bats have better come to work. So they better wake up before, um, before if they get to the playoffs. Man, it, it seems just looking at the the rest of the schedule, Texas's schedule is not easy. No, it's not. You know, it, one more out in Arizona, then you get a day off. You go four straight at Minnesota, who's leading the the uh, AL Central. Maybe a little break with the Yankees. Who knows? They just brought up a bunch of young guys, so could that kind of reinvigorate that team to try to close? Maybe not all the way to a wild card spot, but at least you know, begin to kind of turn things around for what, what it's going to look like next year. Then you got Minnesota again. You got Houston, Toronto, who is going to be in this mix for the last you – know, that's the thing. If it wasn't for the Blue Jays and you've also got uh, the Rays in the East, you know, it almost wouldn't matter who wins the division. But there, there's a chance that one of those teams in the West is left out of the playoffs – completely because of how good the Orioles have been. The Orioles are kind of the ones that have thrown uh, this thing into chaos because you just don't expect to see that logo at the top of a division right now, but they are. And so then, you know, Cleveland is on the outside looking in right now. And then those two of the last three series with Seattle, including four on the road to finish, that sure seems like a tough finishing schedule for the Rangers, when you look at the standings, yeah, that's what I, I mean. That's what I mean. Bats better come to work. They need, they better come alive. And again, I, like I said, hitting's infectious. If they can come out, come out of the gate, and sometimes you'll see that in the first inning. They'll come out, put a run on, off of like two or three hits, produce a run or two, and then it just kind of rolls from there. I mean, I saw it with my own eyes. They were down five to nothing to Miami and then once the first I think it was Simeon who hit one out and then it just rolled from there sometimes you have to see it sometimes you have to start that mo- that that momentum but it hasn't happened these five games it absolutely has they've had their opportunities they've had base loaded more often than not and they just couldn't push runs across so um it'll I think it I and I trust Bochi because again with his experience veteran veteran uh skipper Obviously, with San Francisco, he's. I think he's making. I think everyone asks what what's the reason for the Rangers' resurgence. Well, front office decisions, obviously, with their acquisitions. But bringing in Bochi was genius. I thought. I think he's a big reason why they've turned this around. So I trust he will. He he's been through plenty of stuff like this. I trust he'll go. Okay, this is how we get through it. So, but it's a tough. It's a tough. Uh, it's a tough stretch here towards the end of the season and also seattle 20 and 5 over their last 25 you think that that's got to even out a little bit at some point you, you can't just win 80 percent of your games right <laughs> that's got it's got to kind of even out looking at the schedules houston to me looks like they have maybe the easiest out of the three there's a lot of a's in kansas city and detroit Mixed in with some Texas and, and obviously Seattle. Seattle's got the Rays. They've got some White Sox, Kansas City, Oakland. Everybody still plays the Yankees. So, and then you get Dodgers and Angels there, which the other two don't. So, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. In, in Seattle, even if they do kind of stumble just a tick here in the next couple of weeks, you look starting Friday the 22nd, their final 10 games. They've got three at Texas, and then their last seven are at home. Three against the Astros, and then four against the Rangers. So even if they do fall just a little off the pace, they're going to have a chance to make up for that against those teams head-to-head in the last 10 games. So that's that's going to be something to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, over in the, the uh, NL Central, 
it's tightening up again with uh, Milwaukee ahead right now. Two games over the Cubs. You know, the Cubs were red hot there for just a little bit, and they've kind of maybe evened out just a little bit, and Milwaukee's been able to, to maintain that lead throughout. With the, the Reds, they, they may have kind of stumbled, but then regained their footing a little bit. And you look at what Cincinnati's got on the on the schedule left. They only play Chicago. They've got a four-gamer Labor Day weekend, and they host the Cubs uh, for all four of those games. Out, uh, everything else is outside of the, the top three. The Cubbies in Milwaukee <clears throat> over the uh, to start next week. Then they have the, the then they're in Cincinnati, and then they close. Uh, actually, they host Milwaukee, I'm sorry. And then they close at the Brewers, their final three. So that could be a series that has all kinds of implications there the last weekend of the season as far as the Brewers go. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. The Cubs. They get a bunch of Cardinals, which is probably a good thing. You don't normally say that, but that's pretty handy to have – seven games against St. Louis over your last 35 or so, at least this season. So not, not a whole bunch of advantage to anybody there in the Central. Uh, what about the Yanks? 60 and 64. Their worst record since 1995 at the, this late in the season when they called up one Derek Jeter for good, as it turned out. And then, you know, their, their run started the next year with the World Series win over Atlanta and, you know, the rest is history. Whose fault is it? The Yankees are hitting 230 as a team. You go up and down that lineup, it's just crazy how how bad it's been. Is it Aaron Boone? Is it Brian Cashman? Who is it? You know that Spider-Man meme where all three of them are pointing at yeah, each other? Yeah, yeah. Kind of feels like that because I don't think there's really a wrong answer. But I said this before, Boone will get the ax. That's where it starts. It, it's gonna they're gonna make changes, and he's usually the first, you know the GM, the the skipper's usually not the GM, excuse me, the man, uh, the uh, the manager's usually the guy to go. So, uh, so we'll, uh, but the, is that right? I don't know. I they had good teams with them, you know. So they're good. They're I, that's where the fault will lie. I I don't think that's the answer though. But I don't think there's a clear answer either. I mean, someone built this team. That's right. And he's probably going, this is the cards you laid. This is the ones you gave me. I had to play with them. And you gave me a losing hand. So what What are you blaming me for? So, uh, but he'll get fired. He'll he'll get the ax. Who do you think's at fault? I think Cashman's at fault more than Aaron Boone because Cashman's the one that put the team together. Yeah. And I think that's the right answer, but it won't. But I, I agree a hundred percent with you. If it, I've, they I've, might both get shown the door, but if it's just one, my money is for sure on Aaron Boone because that's just the way it that's goes. That's how it works. I've screamed it from the mountaintops, and this year's a great example of it. And we'll bring this back to the Rangers. John Daniels was, I thought, was horrible at building the team when he did it by himself. When he had Nolan Ryan's help, we saw the results there when he was the president, but when he was doing it by himself, it was horrible, horrible. And now look what's happened. They, they got him out. They bring in, bring in young. Look what's happened. So, and they got a new skipper out of the deal too. <laughs> so they did a massive overhaul. Yeah. And we, and we know that Steinbrenner's not going anywhere, obviously. No. And, and so it may just be time. I mean, it, Brian Cashman has had one heck of a run. A heck of a run. But it just may be time to kind of hit the reset button. I think that's what they're attempting to kind of do right now, bringing up some of these young guys that people have been clamoring for all season long for the last 40 games or so. And I think if you're if you're either one of those two guys worried about losing your job, you want to see, you know, if you're Cashman, the proof is I've got these young guys. They're just now ready. I've done my job. Our our group has done their job. Look, 
Here's who we've got to look forward to starting next year. Look how well they did these last 40. And if you're Boone, you might even be able to say, well, (laughs) once we got the guys that could play, look what I did. Look what we did. Yeah. And so I think there's got to be a sense of hope there, and maybe that's what carries through to the offseason, but I, I just can't. I can't see them both being back. I mean, I think that's the least odds, right? If, if you have to give odds, one of them would be gone. It's probably the highest odds. Both of them be gone next, and both of them back last. That makes sense? Just stand pat? I, I don't see that happening. That doesn't seem like the – even though, even though uh, this isn't George Steinbrenner and him flying off the handle like we <laughs> saw for all those years. God, I, I mean – for I, awesome, yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> but I, I think there's going to have to. Be, I don't. I don't see it just standing pat and, and hoping, unless you just see something awesome. Unless you just see something completely awesome out of these young guys that makes you kind of reevaluate where hope. the Yankees yeah. can be next year. How long was Aaron Judge out? You know, there's some of that sixty some games. Yeah, there's some of that. That, that just, they can lean on. Go, look, we didn't have. He had a historic year last year, and, and he stubbed his toe. He was out for a good chunk of the season, and got back when it really didn't matter. There's that they could like if we had him. Yeah, the problem is everybody else has been so bad. I mean, the whole team two thirty. Yeah, it's just yeesh, not very good. Not but very is anybody really crying about it? I'm not. <laughs> Oh, sorry, our, Yankees can't fans. Can't believe our resident Yankees fans haven't chimed in. Oh, I've, I've texted one before, and he just – he had some words about that team as he responded, as we would if it was the Dallas Cowboys, you know, uh, 100%. kind of the same way. We'll be back on this Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. We've come too far. There's too much to lose. Keep our Welcome back to this Paul Jones Drug Tuesday on the Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Paul Jones Drug is located at 809 North Main right here in Elk City. It is the oldest compounding pharmacy in town. Free local delivery. You can drive through and pick your stuff up. They'll test you on the curbside, vaccinations available as well, and long-term care unit packaging. They call them blister packs down at Paul Jones Drug. Give them a call, 225-2121. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. We appreciate Rodney and the gang down there at Paul Jones Drug. All right, Jared. There is a birthday today of... mm, I'm not going to call this person a sports figure, but they are intertwined with sports and have a connection to the state of Oklahoma now. And this person is turning 104 years old today. Still living. Still living. 104 years old. Do you know who this person is? Not a clue. I'm sure I do, but I, I I don't know who off the top of my head. Who is it? Think of old people. Well, like the oldest person in she. I, I don't. It's a she. I, I need to be careful. It's people, a she. People think I I don't like old people. That's true. People keep texting that for some reason. That is very true. Okay, it is a I, she. I adore old people. And it's, she has been the oldest person in sports since she busted on the scene a few years back. Is it uh is it that nun from Chicago? That's exactly who that's it is. Very loose connections with Porter Mosier <laughs> yeah, right now, but yeah. very That is exactly who it is. Sister Jean Sister is hundred and four years old. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Sister Jean. Very cool. Hundred and four. Hundred and four years old. Man. That is getting on up there. That's something. 
All right, so Jared, it looks as if Jonathan Taylor will be on the move. Or at least that's going to be the goal with uh, with the Colts shipping him out. It is, isn't always funny that the teams that have one of these guys, Colts happen to be the one right now, their stance as he's on their team is, ah, running backs don't matter. We don't need to pay you big-time money. Yet, now that he's on the trade block, their stance is, well, Jonathan Taylor is awesome. We need a first-round pick for him. Those two things don't really jive, right? <laughs> Not really. They don't really jive. Hmm. But unfortunately for the running backs, I mean, we're, we've, we've seen it for a couple of years now, and it feels like the entire league has now adopted this position of you're not as important as you used to be. You can find you guys are a dime a dozen, blah, blah, blah. So a, do you think a Jonathan Taylor trade will take place and B, who are some of the teams that you might see in the mix? Well, the, your first part, I think it's very, I think it's, I want to go below 50% unless the Colts lower their asking price. Because what they're asking for, you're, like, you're right, it, it doesn't match up with, with the value of the running back position these days. So there's going to be a lot of, I think a lot of teams go, hey, listen, we'll answer your, we'll, we'll, we'll call you, we'll answer your phone call, whatever, if that price goes down. But we, we can't make that trade right now, so... I don't. I don't. I kind of feel like they might be at a stalemate still. But the second part of the question, I don't know, man. I was trying to think who, who could want him, who can need him. You know, obviously, I mean, the uh, the running back position. I, I don't know if it's in flux in Dallas. Uh, with you know, Ezekiel gone, could he be a guy that they could bring in to be running back one? But I think they already got that guy, right? Do we think that? Mm, he's not Jonathan Taylor. He's not Jonathan Taylor. That's right. But I don't know if Dallas, they've been smart. I mean, they, they've been smart in their postseason, offseason uh, moves and their drafting. They, they're not really one to make outlandish trades like this, are they? I'm trying to think. Have they made, they've given up a lot to get a flyer or get a guy that. Gave up a first to get Amari Cooper a couple years ago. Yeah, which I think proved in, to be okay. Like, yeah, in turn, put him into the divisional round of the playoffs right. and went out and almost got the better of the Rams. Just didn't. Um, maybe Miami. Oh, I think there's about four or five teams. You got a list there. Uh, in my mind, yeah, I, I think you're looking at that would make this trade. That he would make sense that, to, and then the question becomes. Would they do it as a rental, or would they do it thinking they're yeah. going to sign him? Yeah. Eagles obviously make tons of sense. Yes, they have DeAndre Swift, but they don't have a guy like this. And he's kind of wouldn't. Don't you feel like, or at least I do, kind of the missing piece is that yeah. top shelf running back. But the Eagles also seem way too smart to end up signing this guy to a long term deal especially when you consider what happened this offseason for them. Jalen Hurts got paid, which meant starters on defense left. Are you willing to do that for a running back? I don't think the Eagles are, but that doesn't mean they're not willing to, to rent him for a year, win a Super Bowl, and then move on. And I really think that that's, that may be his, his lot in life with a trade is that rental player that helps Eagles, Buffalo. Josh Allen was their best running back last year. They can't keep doing that. Right. Yeah, and, when your quarterback's your leading rusher, that's no good. So that can't keep happening. So he'd make sense there. I think you're right about the, the Dolphins. And then another team where they've proven they can win without a great running back, and would they want to? try him for a year is Kansas City 
But notice it's all teams that I don't think would sign him long-term but might be willing to roll the dice for one year. And and I guess the choice in those those rooms when you're talking about this in the front offices is is one Super Bowl appearance slash win worth giving up our first rounder. I think most people would say yes, but there's but the yeah. problem is there's no guarantee that you're getting to that Super Bowl. Right. Do you want to be – I mean, it wasn't for a running back, but, you know, what the Rams got to get them into the Super Bowl. It felt like they gave up a lot of equity, yeah. but it got them that Lombardi. But now look where they're at. See what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, that is was that for a worth quarterback. It? Is it worth it? I don't know. So I'm with you. Is it worth giving up all that for a chance at a Super Bowl? That's the question of the hour. That's the question of the day. That's a golden question. I think in this league, the answer is yes, because it is built. If you're a good organization, it is the, the league is designed to kind of keep teams coming up from the bottom, right? And so if you're, if you're a good organization – you put yourself into cap hell for a year or two, and you dig yourself out of it, and you return because that's the way it's designed for you to be able to do. Yeah, you get the highest picks in the draft, you get the worst schedules. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's made to kind of operate that way, and it's so hard to be able to to sustain. And I think it's just going to get harder to sustain. And then there's also the question of, you know, are you worried about the longevity of a running back anyways? Would you rather just kind of go bounce around getting guys for a year and not having to commit money long-term to them? I think that that's the, the way this is going to go, right? I mean, but, but think about who's the last guy? Who's the last running back? That was the best player in the league for a single year. The best player in the when's league. The la- when's the last time a running back was the best player in the league for that year, for a, whatever year? Oh, that's a great question. Is it? Is it Henry? Could it be Henry? I, mean, I remember the year... When he was the best running back in the league, I don't know if he was the best player in the league, but DeMarco Murray that year, he went crazy for the Cowboys. Yeah, he's nowhere near the best player in the league. No. It's got to be Adrian Peterson when he rushed for 2,000 yards. Almost broke the record. Yeah. That that you can definitively say. I mean, he won the MVP. Right. To me, that, that was, okay, he was the best player. He took Tavares Jackson and put him on his back and got the the Vikings into the playoffs. And so, is there just a chance that do you do you think if Adrian Peterson was in his prime right now, we're having a discussion about some team not paying Adrian Peterson? Is, is this thing that deep? throughout the league that when you have one of those, one of those top however many in ever, five, ten, for sure ten, mm-hmm. and probably right on the the verge of a top five running back of all time, is he getting treated this way money-wise? Or are there exceptions to what looks like it's becoming the rule with running backs? You're asking me about Adrian Peterson in his prime? I'm talking about Adrian Peterson in his prime. Is he getting paid? I think he's getting paid in his prime. I mean, I think so too, but I don't know so. Because here's the deal. You know what he couldn't do that you got to do right now? Or couldn't do as well as some of the others? Catch. Catch, yeah. He was more Derrick Henry than, say, Marshall Falk. But he was also... One of those guys, right? 
I call him hold your breath guys. Well, he's just one of the greatest ever. Yeah. When his prime, you stopped what you were doing. You stopped talking to whoever you're talking to, and you watched him carry the football every single time. I think you can make the case that Henry was sort of like that. Yeah. I just don't know if Henry was ever the best player in the league, in the league guaranteed for a year. But guess who? All, but but guess who got paid? Out of all these running backs, Derrick Henry. He did get paid. So I I don't know that the league has gone completely away. I just think you better be one of those super duper duper star guys in order for them for for them being the GMs of any of these teams to think that the risk is worth it. And that and the is there a chance because I think there is. Is there a chance that Adrian Peterson's the last running back of his kind? Well, yeah, that goes back to when we we're talking about the state of the running back position. Uh, for, but I mean, a lot of what made him great was one. He was just a freak. Right? A freak of nature. The dude was you saw high school highlights of him and you thought you were watching a junior college or something. He was so big compared in, in just fast and strong and run you over, run around you, run over you. So there every once in a while you're gonna find a guy like that. Derrick Henry is kinda like that. And he played the position, he played it true, played you know, wasn't he he played it old school style. And that goes back to I don't think we're seeing a lot of kids that want to do that anymore. Exactly. You know, they, yeah, that's where they'd I mean, rather be fast and I don't know, maybe not as bulky, so they can be a receiver. Who's going to pay a receiver? Yeah, line up at the X or you know, empty backfield and go out there. Okay, if you need to bring me in for protection or hand it off to me, or I'll go out there, I'll catch it for you. So the evolution of the position has made it where I don't think we'll see. Uh, maybe every once in a while. So he it's, was MVP. It's hard to see a, an Adrian Peterson type guy ever again. He's MVP in 2012. I mean, I don't think there's a real chance that he's the last running back to be the MVP in the league. I mean, because forever is a long time. <laughs> well, yeah. But it's it's not that far fetched to think that it's gonna be a long time before we see it again. And I think you I think you hit the nail right on the head. Part of the part of the reason why it's gonna get the, the further away we get from twenty twelve, the less likely, at least right now, with the way the game is played, and you don't feel like that's going backwards anytime soon because of the health stuff and you know, concussions and all of that kind of thing. You don't feel like we're going to go backwards into the, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust type style. Not immediately, but you do. I mean, everything ebbs and flows. It ebbs and flows. Or sometimes it, it's sometimes they'll just come back full circle. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll see a guy or a, or a offensive coordinator that's like oh man look what this guy's doing he is run first and he's using this guy he's going to make him a star and then all of a sudden that position gets popular again but it might be another 20 years before we see that again yeah yeah forever's a long time but i don't foresee the mvp of the nfl being a running back anytime soon um give me four teams that didn't make the playoffs last year that you think will this year Four of them? Four of them. One, two, three, four. I wrote five. Okay, um, you've got I'll, five. I'll give, you, I'll give you my top four. Okay, top I took, four. I took one kind of just out of... Uh, Jets, for obvious reasons. Aaron Rodgers, they're, they're, they're doing a lot of good things, but you know their defense is really good too. I will say, you know what? I'm buying in on Detroit Lions. A lot of other people are too. I'll say them... And the uh, uh, I mean, you can almost put anybody in this out of this division, but I'll go with New Orleans. I think they're more solid at 
quarterback than the others. Some would say Atlanta. I'll go with New Orleans. And my fourth one, let's say, I think a healthy Kyler Murray gets Cardinals. Oh, my. As a wild card. Holy cow. As a wild card. Oh, my gosh. I think they're the worst team in the whole thing. Could be. I think they're going to surprise people. Especially depending on how long he's out. Whoa, I didn't see that one coming. I had had Titans, too. I thought about the Titans. So maybe it's like 4A and 4B. You had to you had to pick somebody from the NFC North. Yeah. I picked Detroit also. So I went Jets fourth. I would have them higher if they weren't in that division. I think the division is good. I went Steelers three, same reason. That division is good. But I think they're, you know. Then I went Detroit, and number one I had New Orleans. And so cool. Oh, yeah. Never trust a man that wears a sports bra. Did you see that picture of Kyler the other day? Oh, yeah. People had fun with that. Looked like he had him a little belly. <laughs> a little belly? A little bra working? Cheese nips and video games. I'll do it to you. Breaking news. Breaking news. You got breaking sports news? Breaking sports news. NFL sports news. What you got? Head coach Todd Bowles of the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers has announced that their starting quarterback will be Baker Mayfield. Hmm. And Mark Rogers breathes a huge sigh of relief because he and Jim had a bet. There was a lot of odds in Jim's favor that if Baker wasn't, there were some rocky moments throughout training camp from the reports that we got. But, uh, that's well, just two, a, two just o'clock announced. should be interesting. Actually, noon should be interesting. Mark's gone. Oh, well, then <clears throat> two o'clock should be interesting. I don't know how you could go. I mean, what may I don't know. He seemed he seemed more poised in his limited time in preseason, and, and I don't I don't want to say veteran. But he gives veteran answers to the press. He knows how to handle the press. Well, what else is Tampa Bay going to do? Yeah. I think the better bet is will he be the starter week six? Right. They go about one and four. Anyhow, that's breaking news from. Does that change your mind? <coughs> no, I considered both guys in that one. It, they still have a horrible offensive line, last I checked. I think the Titans are interesting because I think they're pretty good, except for we don't know. It's Tannehill. We know kind of what he is. I really think they'd rather play one of those young guys, but those young guys haven't shown the ability to be the starter. Commanders ending a 24-game win streak in the preseason didn't do anything for you last night. Oh, I watched. Well, I had it on, I'm, but... Sam Howell. Sam Howell good. I forgot about that guy. Is it a North Carolina guy? Yes. Yeah. I forgot about that guy. Well, he's good enough. They named the starter even before last night. Well, and if you'll remember, going into the 2020 COVID season, I think it was the COVID season, the top two quarterbacks in most people's minds, think about this. It was Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler. He looked good, man. He did. He had a really good pocket. He's in a really hard presence division. awareness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wasn't like he would step in. He felt pressure from behind him. He'd keep it or get rid of it. He's in a super hard division. Yeah, NFC East. I think. Do you think they get three more in this year? Like, no. You don't think so? No. Maybe. God, the other ones are so bad. Yeah. I mean, I think the NFC West isn't very good. I'm not I I I'm not on the Seattle train. I think that was a fluke. I what are the Rams? You know the Rams are such a weird. What's is Stafford playing? Is his neck broke? I've never Is it Bennett? I'm Who's surprised be? he hasn't announced his retirement. Yeah. I don't trust Seattle. San Francisco's good. Arizona's a mess. 
The whole NFC South, except for maybe the, the Saints, are a mess. The North, does anybody have any idea what's going to happen there? A lot of people love Detroit. Which ought to tell but you. The, which ought to tell you something about that division, right? But it, right, and everybody just kind of says. Sometimes Green Bay would they just transcend a bad, you know, like well, we're still Green Bay, yeah. But and then they go and now they, they got Jordan Love instead of Aaron Rodgers. Well, right. What's but, that? But matter? everyone went when uh, Brett Favre went on. Oh, okay. Well, he's not going to be Brett Favre. Turns out he might have been a little better. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not saying Jordan Love is going to be on that level, but sometimes you see that. Well, nobody likes the Vikings because nobody thinks Kirk Cousins is all that good. And they won all those close games last year. That's got to – they're almost they're almost a little bit like OU from two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Winning all those close games, and then it kind of reverts back to the norm last year. you got to think the Vikings end up like that. And, of course, they won all those games and then lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Giants. So that didn't get anybody excited, you know. Everybody picked the Giants in that game. Yeah, too. nobody thought. <laughs> and then the Bears. What are the Bears? Everyone likes Josh Fields. He, Justin he, Fields. Justin, excuse me. He gave a lot of people excitement. Yeah, everybody's going crazy oh. about him. The other day, he threw two balls from me to you, <laughs> yeah. and then the receiver scored a touchdown from sixty-five yards. Yeah, I don't know if that was just displaying a whole bunch of arm talent. Yeah. But maybe that's what he needed. Some guys that can make some plays. Very interesting, the NFL is. We'll be back right here to close up shop on a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Hey! Is this heaven? No. It's the Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports wrapping up a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main, right here in Elk City. Convenience packaging from Paul Jones Drug. What is that you say? Well, they individually package your daily medications, so you do not have to get your pill caddy out, get all the different bottles of script, the scripts, and put two pills in Monday and three in Tuesday, da da da, whatever else it is. They do it for you. So that all all that means is you go open up the package, take your medication that's already split out for you. It's convenient. That's why they call it convenience packaging. They've got the durable medical equipment, which is your walkers, canes, crutches, wraps, etc. Most insurances are accepted. And Paul Jones Drug is not just all about the medicine. They've also got all, all kinds of cool gifts. They've got greeting cards. Go check them out. 809 North Main, Paul Jones Drug Care. You can trust right here in the Elk City area. We thank Rodney and the gang down there at Paul Jones Drug. All right, Jared, in the break, I ask you a question off the air. When you look at the, when you look at the NFC and the AFC, in my mind, the AFC has far superior teams and you made the astute observation a big part of that is because of the quarterbacks the quarterbacks in the AFC are far superior to the ones in the NFC I think most people would probably put what Jalen Hurts as the best quarterback in the in the NFC that'd be fair right now in the NFC yeah 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 Hurts Dak Cousins Stafford, if healthy, Geno, Daniel Jones. You get where I'm going. Right. Whereas, you know, the AFC has Mahomes, Allen, et cetera, Burrow. So my question is, the NFC South, their quarterbacks are Desmond Ritter, now that we know all the starters, Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, David Carr, or I'm sorry, Derek Carr, and Baker Mayfield. My question to you, 
out of the 16 AFC teams, how many of those teams could win the NFC South if they were in that division? Well, what did we count up? We we said the entirety of the AFC East. Which would be Buffalo, Miami, the Pat, the Pats, and the Jets. I, I think that all four of those teams would win that division if they were in it. So, go to the north, you got <clears throat> Baltimore, yes, Cincinnati, yes, Pittsburgh, yes, Cleveland. I'd be okay saying Boy, they would yes. fit right I into mean, that division, wouldn't they? They kind of would. They, they would still be the Browns, right? They, <clears throat> the Browns will Browns. I would. I think the Browns would win that division. They got the best quarterback out of that, right? You would think. You would think. Uh, the South. So that's eight. The South, uh, Jacksonville, yes. And then you get kind of, you have some, Houston, no. Colts, maybe. Titans, I'll lean yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm with, I think one of the Colts or Titans could win it. I don't know if both can. So we'll just say two out of four. Two out of four. So that makes ten. So in the West, Denver. Is that a maybe? Denver's a wait and see for me. Kansas City, yes. I would say yes on Chargers. You know how I feel oh, about yeah. Herbert. Oh, yeah. Raiders. Raiders would be a wait and see for me. Yeah. So that's so wait, 12. That's, that's 12. That's 12 teams. I mean, the the only one that I could sit here right now and guarantee you I don't think they could in the entire AFC is Houston. Right. The rest, the others that were on the fence were like maybes, and I. Yeah, I mean, they almost lean yes. There's right? a world out there that exists that Anthony Richardson is this thing we've never seen before at Boy, quarterback. They, they love him, don't they? <clears throat> well, Ursay was on on with on their preseason. Did you see that? He was, mm-hmm. I think, on Saturday night. That was the game before the Dallas game, and he was just loving this guy. There's a world where he could just be this thing we've never seen at the size and athletic ability that he has. That's just unstoppable, even as a rookie. Yeah. Now, I don't know if we live in that world, but there's a world that exists where that's possible. We've seen Tennessee, what, just two years ago, they were the number one seed in the AFC? Yeah. Now, they lost the first round uh, at home against Cincinnati, but that that's what they were. And that team is largely intact in a lot of spots outside of, you know, A.J. Brown was a huge loss at the receiver spot. Denver... With Sean Payton, can you know resurrecting Russell Wilson? Oh boy, I got breaking sports news. There's that. What you got? Well, have you seen that there is now an official craft beer for Oklahoma athletics? No. Well, a friend of mine who has an establishment over in Clinton sent me a picture. They got it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I did see that. I didn't know that was real. That's a real thing. <laughs> I told him you I get this. I did see that. Know. I didn't know it was real. I might be making a trip to Clinton. Uh, very cool. <laughs> very cool. I thought it was fake. I really did. Oh, I it's real. It no, I, I did my homework. I looked into it. OU, is, they're going to be serving it in the stadium. It's called like the schooner beer or something. It's made by, uh, uh, let's see here. It's a local, or it's a state brewery. Coop. Coop Ale Works. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> Sounded like something that might be there. Well, very cool. Sorry to derail that, but that's pretty cool. I didn't think it'd be, I thought it'd be like next week before game day, you know. But apparently it's gone out to uh, local uh, establishments. I'm going to go check over at our local place. Very cool. It's interesting. Anyways, yeah. You know what we need to do? What? Uh, We'll probably do college first since this is technically week zero. We'll probably do it next week like a college preview. And you mentioned our confidence and our conference champs. We need to do an NFL preview too. Oh, sure. Playoff teams. Because I was really horrible last year. I need to redeem myself. Yeah. And don't forget about the um, Western Oklahoma. Western Oklahoma really yeah. college pick them. Skinny on Sports Facebook page has the link right to the ESPN website. You can join our group, play for cash money. 
We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back goodbye. It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Big Elks. Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, hand off to win. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer.